Grace and peace and good morning. It is another Monday morning and you are here with us for the Soul Purpose Podcast. I am Pastor Ben Free of Spring Hill United Methodist Church, High Point, North Carolina. And I'm here with none other than my partner in Christ, Pastor Tanya Reeves of Welch Memorial and Fairview United Methodist Churches. Churches. Pastor T, what's going on? Nothing at all. I am just so happy and blessed to have celebrated another Easter and the usher in the fact that our King is risen. He's alive and well. And this good Monday morning, I am so thankful to just be among the living and be able to shout to the nations to the top, hallelujah, 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 he is risen. Amen. And on that note, let's jump right into it. We just want to remind everybody, you know, you can catch us here on Anchor every Monday morning, 8 a.m. We also have the Tuesday evening prayer call at 630. You can watch it live on our Facebook page, see Clergy Four Cures, number four, or you can watch it on the uh, YouTube channel, uh, Resource Center TV. Uh, but follow us on social media and keep up with what's going on because myself and Pastor Tanya are also the founders of Clergy for which is a social purpose organization geared towards the of some of the evils of our society. So, as you said, he is risen. We just finished up Holy Week and Resurrection Sunday. And Pastor, we were talking, and you you brought up the fact that you took a, 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 an approach to focus on uh, the role of women in the ministry following uh, the resurrection. Um, talk to me about that this morning. Praise God. To all the women that's listening out there, I just want to let you know that it's a purpose and a calling on your life and you too are chosen, that you're not forgotten, you're uniquely made, and you're special. So I, I brought focus to Matthew 28, chapter 28, verse 1, where he talks about Mary and Mary Magdalene, and I brought it back to John from chapter 20 verses 1 through 11. Mm -hmm. Talking about Mary Magnet was at the tomb crying and weeping and she was the first to see Christ mm -hmm. and the first to carry the message. Yes. And, and, you know, I was looking at these two women and I was reflecting on the fact that they both came from two different walks of life, but they intersected right there with Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. One giving birth to the risen King mm -hmm. and one recognizing who he was, accepting him, becoming a disciple and would be the one to anoint him, to prepare him for the cross is now at the tomb to receive the message to carry to the disciples. My God, my God. And when I, when I reflected on it and I looked out at the church and I saw all the women and I thought about all the women that have stood in the church, have taught, have, 
have just been a foundation, a solid rock. But yet here we are in the 21st century and we still come against those who believe that we are to be silent Mm. because sometimes we take contents literally out of the word of God and not realize the context that it was written and spoken in. Mm. Praise be the glory of God. Yeah. And you know, that, that tends to be an issue because sometimes I think we forget uh, when we look at the scriptures that people forget uh, it was, it was not written to us, but it was written for us. Amen, brother. Amen. Uh, so there's a different cultural lens, a different context. Uh, you know, things that, you know, I would encourage people to study even outside of the scriptures, like the cultural uh, and societal structures of those times to bring better understanding, as well as you know, trying to learn the language if you can to see how words were used, because oftentimes we run into that problem. But <clears throat> it's interesting because I had uh, performed a sermonette uh, for on the seven last words on uh, for the uh, black students, black seminarians union at Duke. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. And uh, I had, you know, behold your son, behold your your mother um Mm -hmm. and i kind of hinted on that same thing was you know despite all that was going on with christ and the passion of christ christ took the time to recognize identify uh, his mother who was there as you said birthed him from the beginning was here at the foot of the cross in the very end who sacrificed mm-hmm. as well, sacrificed her status, her uh, social well-being, being uh, becoming pregnant, not of a husband, uh, mm-hmm. put her life on the line possibly and, and, and sacrificed Amen. by Amen. leaving her land to flee into Egypt to protect her son, uh, who was the Messiah, the, the king. Um and then now coming to witness these things at the cross. So we understand this. And then when we look further into those scriptures, just knowing the story of Mary Magdalene, uh, chapter eight, you know, he brought the seven spirits out of her and then she followed along with other women and they put their resources and everything together to help provide them and following, showing how instrumental they were to the early ministry, the early community. We see that throughout the book of Acts, the role of women in the early uh, communities of the followers of Christ. So we, we, we have to understand uh, the role that women play in our church. And, and it's very evident when you look at, when you look out into the pews as well. <laughs> Amen. And you see majority of women. And I look at the ones who do a bulk load of the work in the churches as laity uh, serving on committees, uh, majority is women. So we have to understand, uh, you know, we, we, we can't confine them to limits of, uh, historical 2000 years ago. Um, mm-hmm. We must utilize their wisdom as we know wisdom in the scriptures is always referred to in the feminine, 
but I won't get all deep into that. They might not be ready for that on the Soul Podcast. <laughs> why that is, but we'll but, save that for another time. Yeah, yeah, we'll get into that. Men, don't toot your horn, man. We'll we'll break that down. But but um, but yeah, we we have to use the wisdom because, and then I'll pass it back to you because, as I tried to point out in the seven last words sermon that I did, you know, women were the first teachers. The first nurturers, the ones who taught us compassion, mm-hmm. patience, and everything. The, and 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 I and and I pointed out. I said, now that title, Christ, when he said woman was a respect. Mm-hmm. I said there are many attributes with that title, mm-hmm. woman. We don't just throw that around like that. You know? Amen. Amen. Uh, because to be recognized as woman takes attributes and I think Christ was recognizing that because she was mother she was believer she was faithful committed so um but we won't get deep into that but it's, that's interesting you took that route but 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 just talk a little more just uh you know how how did how how was it received how where did do you think it resonated or or it, it really did resonate. We got some, um, we got some amen. I've got some phone calls back. Praise be the glory of God. Mm-hmm. But you know, when when you said that about Mary, you know, I mentioned at church this morning, Mary recognized that her son was ready, mm-hmm. and she called his ministry forth. Mm-hmm. And I was saying to to the mothers, you know, if you're raising sons to be men of God. You have to recognize when they're ready to become men of God in their ministries and release them to go forth. Mm -hmm. Because when we hinder that growth of releasing our men to God, Mm -hmm. we hold back what they are seeking and they become our sons and continue to be our sons. And God is calling us to recognize in our sons the works that he has in them. We need to be calling it forth daily so when the time comes, we can release them in all of their glory, all of their confidence, and they will not forget you. They will will remember you and honor you, not just as their mother, but as a disciple of Christ that Christ has given to them. That's why when you mentioned this last seven words, I referenced that when he spoke of his mother, Mm -hmm. that it went back to honor your mother and your father. Mm -hmm. See, when we honor them, they honor us. And when they honor us, we honor God. Mm -hmm. And It is something to the fact that she, it wasn't God that says time for you to go. It was the mother. Mm. See, mom put all of this in action by Mm. being obedient. Mm -hmm. So women, if you are mothers, be obedient to the word and what you're praying and not be fearful and release your sons and daughters into Christ's hands when the time is come. Wow. 
Powerful, powerful. Let me, so let me shift a little bit because as we said, we've, uh, we've just celebrated Resurrection Sunday. Amen. And as with anything, resurrection speaks to new life, a new a, a rebirthing, a renewal as we, mm-hmm. speak, as the season changes, things uh, come back to life. We see the growth, the, the bringing of fruits. Um, speak to, you know, not just the physical renewal because we get excited. We get a little more energy. There's more daylight <laughs> stuff, but speak to the spiritual renewal uh, that needs to take place or, or, or that happens, um, you know, during this time, even for those that may not be ultra religious or, or dogmatic in spirit, but oftentimes during this time, we feel uh, a different motivation, a different pulling, a different tugging on a soul spiritually at this time. And uh, speak kind of just your thoughts on, on spiritual resurrection and, and, and restoration during this time. Well, I, I spoke to the point there when um, I talked about when Christ rose from the dead on Easter morning. Mm-hmm. The battle that he fought was not against any human enemy, but against death. That's the ultimate price that he paid for our sins. Mm-hmm. And the victory that's within that alone, that's where the divine spirit comes into play. And then mm-hmm. I went on to First um, Corinthians where he says, now let me remind you, dear brothers and sisters of the good news I preached to you before. You welcome it then and still do now. For your faith is built on this wonderful message. And it is this good news that saves you if you firmly believe. Mm -hmm. That's the spiritual. You got to firmly believe. And what Mm -hmm. we're believing is Christ died for our sins. Just as the scripture said, he was buried and he was raised from the dead on the third day. The Mm -hmm. spiritual moment happens in recognizing he gave up his spirit and he died. Don't let anybody fool you to believe that he was in sleep or he really wasn't dead. You know, it was all, no, he died. That's where the power and the spirit lies in the fact that he died and God called him back into life. He didn't go to him. He didn't pump blood into his body. He called him. That goes back to the very beginning. It was spoken word that caused everything to come into existence. So the spirit happens in hearing the voice of God calling us into the place that he has birthed life for us. Oh my Mm. God. And when Mm. we recognize that, we realize that in the moment of victory, it was not victory for a battle or a war that took place in the flesh. The victory is the battle that was won in the spirit when he conquered death. 
So we have nothing to fear because we have eternal love that continuously lives. It said, I think we talked about this in First Corinthians, maybe a couple Sundays ago, when we talked about the tongues, they'll pass away. The prophecy, mm-hmm. it'll pass away. Hope mm-hmm. may pass away. Faith may pass away. But love is eternal. It's mm-hmm. everlasting. It's the foundation of what yes. our Father has done for us. Yes. Praise be to Gloria God. Ben, okay. I'm going to step back. I yeah. feel like preaching. Yeah. <laughs> you on fire. You on fire. No, no. But 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 I but I do want to turn to this, but and, and speaking of that spiritual uh rejuvenation, restoration, resurrection, but mm-hmm. it also starts with, you know, because sometimes I think the point we say it in the liturgy, but I think sometimes it's still missed that the new life comes from the glory of God through Christ atoning for our sins. Amen. So this is a time of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times in that spiritual resurrection, we forget that this was uh, God's way of, of, of saying, hey, I'm going to love you. I'm going to forgive you, give you another chance. To Amen. In Christ. And I said that to say this, for instance, because a lot of times in these seasons, uh, we don't, let me say, transcend certain things. And what I mean is like, for instance, I, I, I spoke to uh, my congregation uh, yesterday on Sunday to about, you know, the symbolism. I, I spoke from John chapter 20, but, you know, there's the portion of scripture where they run to the tomb and they see those uh, linen. They see the linen laying there where Christ was supposed to be and the head linen that was wrapped up and curled up. And I said, you you know, Christ left those those garments that were linked with death. Mm -hmm. Just like oh Mary Magdalene, don't hold on to because I still have to go and feel my eternal purpose to go to the father. So don't hold on to this physical body. And I said, sometimes just as Christ uh, removed those, those garments associated with that death on the cross, that physical death, I said, we have to remove those garments that keep us bound to uh, ill thoughts, ill words, Ill way. We we have to really remove those garments that link us and tie us and bind us to death, which is sin. Amen. And we have to remove those garments and free ourselves from it and understand that we have to uh, resurrect and truly believe and have that faith that we are. Uh, saved by that grace of God uh, from Christ on the cross. We weren't there that day. We didn't physically see it, but we know that we are impacted by what happened on that day. Amen. So in that, in knowing we have a savior that gave his life, we have to release ourselves and free ourselves. And then in knowing that we have an awesome God 
that forgives us and has steadfast love for us, we in turn have to do that in our lives. We have to be able to forgive. We have to be able to love. That is the whole symbolism in the sacrifice of Christ. I love you so much that I will lay down my life for you so that you will live. So why Amen. Would, would it be hard for us to forgive a brother or at least start on the road, communicate? Work, work on forgiveness, work on communicating, doing things in love. Now, let me say this and I'll pass it back. We we're not always going to agree on everything. We may say things that people uh, take offense to, but. A lot of times it's it affects people if it's not done in love. You know, when we do things, it's supposed to be done in love. You know, I get on Pastor Tanya's nerves with stuff. I know I can be rude. I can be, <laughs> but she knows it's out of love and play. When she corrects me, being the, the, the wiser sister, I know it's out of love. You know, but sometimes we, we have those things that bind us, that linen associated with it and, and it hurts us from listening it hurts us from it keeps us from opening up our our our, our, our uh, heart our soul to be open uh to let the holy spirit just come in and do do the work uh, mm-hmm. so i i think that is very key uh in 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 this season of resurrection just remembering we have to let go of those things that bind us to sin and death that the symbolism of that earthly, that fleshly uh, existence that Christ was preaching to them. You have to think eternal. Uh, And like we said, that love is the eternal thought, the love of God, love of neighbor. So we know how to love in general, you know, and that can be hard. That can be hard. Pastor, I don't know. You know, what, what is, how how does somebody (laughs) approach a, you know, transcending, you know, these things, because we know, you know, you used the example last week uh, of the, the person cutting you off in traffic. We have so many little things that kind of pull us back into that, into that frame. How do we, how do we transcend it? You know, how do we, over- we have to die to the flesh every day. We have to purpose ourselves and be intentional. It's not easy, but it's a discipline that we must learn. You know, when you were talking about the last seven words, you know, I did the same thing on Good Friday. And I looked at three key points Mm -hmm. that Christ was doing in my heart that I wanted to reveal. And that was he was healing us. He was showing us his human side. Mm -hmm. And then he showed us his ultimate power through the divine. Mm hmm. And I thought, what words can I summarize it all? And and they receive it as deeply as, as I have received it mm-hmm. and want to do the work. And you mentioned one, forgiveness. Mm-hmm. That was the first thing he was calling us to be healed by, forgiving one another. Mm-hmm. And then he said that if we can forgive one another, we can join him. In paradise, Mm. it doesn't matter what walk or path you're on. 
if you can forgive one another and recognize him in his glory, you, you can make it to paradise. Yeah. Then he brought us to the human side and he said, woman, behold your son. Mm-hmm. My God. See, he's calling mama. Mama called him forth. And now he's returning and calling mother. Mm-hmm. Then he's calling out, God, have you forsaken me? See, sometimes the places we get hung up is in that forgiveness, in that place of the relationship between mother, son, mother, daughter, mm-hmm. and that forsaken, that feeling that you've been left all alone. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody coming. <laughs> Who you calling? What? You, what? <laughs> Did you see the situation that I saw? Mm-hmm. See, God is calling us to look past the situation yeah. and trust his word and look unto him regardless like the thief that was on the cross next to him. See, he didn't criticize him like the other one. He looked past that and saw his glory and asked to go with him. See, we got to look past the situations that we may be in and ask to join him. Mm -hmm. And then he went into the divine. He said, I thirst. Mm -hmm. So, you know, some people come up with all these theological things, and I'm not going to knock that. Because it's some theological things. But you know what? I believe in my heart, he was just missing daddy. Mm. He was missing that ever flow of running water, that spirit, that wholeness. What he had been showing us, everything he did, he went back to the father. He would do a work. He went back to the father. Mm. This is the one time that it's a little degree of separation because of all the sin that he took on so that we could join him with the father. So he was thirsty for that. Mm -hmm. And I thought about myself, you know, it's been times in my life being Joe, but it's likewise, we do each other the same way, but it's times where I'm like, Ben, I just don't know. Ben is just this. It's just not that. And Ben's a relax. Just let it be. It's going to work itself out. I'm like, no, Ben, it's this, it's that, it's this. But it's because I'm thirsting for what I have tasted. Mm. See, once you've tasted and seen that he's good, you constantly want that good taste. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you got to receive just a little bit of that twang so you'll get your, your act right in order so you can receive that good taste. And it'll renew you from the inside out. It's something about that temple when that flowing honey and and milk is just coming down through and it's constant. And I thought about that. Mm-hmm. And then the divine, when he said it's finished, mm-hmm. my God, see, Jesus's work is done, but ours is beginning. Mm-hmm. We're doing a work mm-hmm. for the king. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we think we're picking up Jesus' baton to do Jesus's work. But Jesus said, I'm finished. I'm done. I'm at the right hand of the Father. I'm praying that you can make it to paradise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Recognize me so that you can have a place with me to meet my Father and work and do accordingly. But you're working for Daddy. Yeah. You're working for the kingdom. 
And sometimes we forget that. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, when he wraps it up and he says, my spirit, my question that I'm asking, is it well with your soul? Mm. In other words, it's your spirit. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about the get right you get up with on Sunday. And you listen to the gospel music and you ready. You get to church. It's like, I'm ready. I'm ready. This ain't a basketball game. This is the real thing. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? So, you know, this week, I want you to check your spirit. Find that discipline. So when people cut you off, I know it's hard, sisters. and bro- I, I know it's hard. Yeah. See if you can find that peace to say, God bless them. Let them get to where they're going safely. Because they may have prevented something that was in front of you that you weren't ready to face. Mm. See, stop looking at a situation from one side and look at it from heavenly places down and not straight across from the angle that you sit, but from the place God is calling you to mm. be. Yes. Well, look, we, we, we've got a little bit of time left, but I want to just lift that thought up. That thought of the thirst. What is that thing or that feeling that uh, you had that taste and it, and it was just more than anything you could ever describe that keeps you motivated, that you continue to thirst for, that drive? What is it and, and, and what do you need to do to get back to the opportunity of quenching that thirst or, or, or tasting that little bit of uh, whatever it is, your faith, your discipline, your walk. Uh, what is it? What, what, what fuels you? What is it that you more want more of in your spiritual life? What? See, that's a big question. And we have to, but that's, <laughs> that's but that's question. the thought. And you, you, you don't have to answer that, but I'm leaving that thought for the audience. Like for, 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 well, for I, us I in this, in this time of spiritual revival, what, what do we see? What are we thirsting for in our spiritual lives? Because, you know, that's, that's, that's a key. A lot of times we don't identify, you know, we Amen. think it's one thing, but it's, it's it's another. It's is it is it our spiritual disciplines? Is it our connection? Is it just our prayer life? What are we thirsting for to continue, or or that will guide us towards quenching it or sustaining it? You know, because we we're running we're running yeah, low on time, so I I got to get past the time. You a final thoughts on that, but go ahead and do that and give us a final thought, Pastor. Uh, well, my final thought on that, I'm thirsting to be able to walk like Christ, mm-hmm. humble myself like Christ, speak, see, and act accordingly to the image that was inflected upon mm-hmm. me when I committed myself to mm-hmm. you. So my thirst It's nothing big. It's nothing that no one else cannot do. My thirst is to make it to paradise. Mm. What drives me is the love of Christ. 
And the more I spend time in the presence of God, the more I love his creation, even though I've been hurt, disappointed, and even broken. Mm -hmm. I love them because I understand just as Christ, I wasn't sent to be loved and adored. I was sent to make sure that his children make it in. And when the wolves come, they do not devour them, but they have eternal life. So what drives me is the word of God. What keeps me is the Holy Spirit. What makes it possible is eternal love. Amen. Well, on that note, I just want to remind everyone, please share, share, share this with your family, friends. Uh, if it if it helps you, if it edifies you, uplifts you, please share it. Remember just to follow us. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Clergy for Cures, Clergy number four, Cures. Our website, www.clergyforcures.org. You know, stay engaged with us. Like I say, we have the 630 uh, prayer call every Tuesday. We go live. And you may even get a treat uh, tomorrow. Uh, uh, Pastor Ben might might raise a couple of hymns tomorrow, but only you know that. We're not telling a lot of people because. Uh, <laughs> I'm have, so excited. Oh, praise stop God. It, stop I am so stop excited. It, but, I'm so yeah, excited. Uh, 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 okay. Uh, uh, point of sisters. <laughs> Who is that? I'm so excited. I can't remember. But anyway, <laughs> on that note, uh, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, another Monday morning, we just pray that you had a, a blessed weekend and we pray that you will have a blessed week and start to your week. And uh, we just want to say thank you again for joining us. So, Pastor Tanya, we'll do it again next week. Yes, we will. I love you all and I wish you all a blessed week. And I look forward to next Monday and I hope you do as well. Amen. We'll see you next week. Bye, Pastor Bye. Ben. Bye, Bye. you all.